Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Girl Power Half Hour. And this is Topic Tuesday, and we've got a doozy for you today. We're going to be talking about the F word. And no, it's not what you think. So just no bad emails or anything like that. Um, But we're really excited because we do have a special guest that Tasha was able to um, I don't know how she talked her into it, but she talked her into it to come on today. And, I mean, she talked her into it just a couple hours ago. So we were really excited that she was able to be, to be on the show today to talk with us about the F word. And remember that tomorrow is Wellness Wednesday. And I want you to think about are you overwhelmed? Because if you are, you need to tune in tomorrow. We're going to be talking about, if you're overwhelmed, how to get past that and feel better and have more energy and just feel better about yourself. But we've got a lot of information today, so we want to get with it right away. So I'm going to turn it over to Tasha. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday to you. Um, Thank you all for listening. And again, as Annette said, I'm extremely excited. I've posted this on Facebook, how excited I am to have uh, one of my personal mentors on the show today, Trisha Earl. Trisha Earl, I I know you're there, so can you just say hello to everyone? Hello. Thanks for having me. Yes, we're glad to have you. Um, I wanted to discuss the F word today. And let me just explain to our listeners first why this even came uh, up as a topic for me personally. Now, I think most everyone that knows me is aware of what I'm talking about when I say the F word. Um, however, those of you that don't, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and actually he's a friend of a friend, but he's someone that I, I love dearly and someone that I only get to see maybe twice a year. And he's a very well-educated man, a very well-read man. He's extremely versed in Buddhism, and in fact he um, considers himself a Buddhist spiritually, and, and as such, you know, I just kind of assume him to be a very open-minded, open-spirited person, and as I'm talking to him, I was talking about just really life stuff, personal stuff, um, professional stuff, and then we got into some political stuff, and um, that's a topic I tend to get on with people that I feel are well-educated and can handle it and debate more successfully, and I honestly felt that we would be probably likely on the same page anyway, and as I started to talk to him, I was telling him about, now those of you out there that are Texans, you're aware, our lovely governor, Rick Perry, has recently vetoed a bill that would have given women the right to sue someone for wage discrimination and take that to state court. As such, he's vetoed that, and I was talking about that, and I was talking about how, as a feminist, that affects me. Um, I'm very, you know, upset about it, and it was a very inadvertent statement, you know, as a feminist, blah, 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 and it was just in passing. And as I'm having this conversation about, you know, what I know and how I feel and how I see that, and there's other things that Rick Perry has done that we can discuss on other shows because they're hot topics that I would love to get into, um, that made me kind of feel that maybe he just doesn't like women or something. But for whatever reason, I was having this conversation, going into these feelings and these thoughts, and and then this person just stopped me, interrupted me, and said, wait, you're a feminist? And said it in such a way that was clear that he was somewhat in shock and maybe in some way thought less of me or was puzzled because he thought highly of me until I said that. 
And it struck me because I, I, I knew instantly that, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> one of those people who thinks ill of that word and, like, I just dropped an F-bomb on you. And so I had to stop and explain to him what feminism is and what it isn't because he interjected after saying, wait, you're a feminist, but I don't think that you're a male basher. You don't seem to be someone that bashes men. And it was just, it was very interesting to me. So I thought, you know, we've got to talk about this because this is something that comes up for me in my daily life all the time. I talk about uh, feminist issues, women's rights, women's issues. I mean, you know, in the women's studies department, I mean, that's what my minor is for my doctoral program. And I've written about it. I've discussed it. I have friends that I talk about it with. And then I hear all these misconceptions and skewed perspectives and distorted definitions of feminism. And, you know, it's it's just it really is a bit annoying to me because personally I have gone to just the basic dictionary, you know, just Webster's basic dictionary and looked it up and nowhere in the definition does it say man basher. Nowhere in the definition does it have anything to do with sexual preference. Nowhere in the definition does it have any derogatory statements. In fact, it's just about equality and it really doesn't go much deeper than that. In terms of the basic definition, there isn't anything in there that to me would seem offensive in any way or negative in any way, and yet it has been skewed um, in such a way. So, Trisha, I just want to ask you. (laughs) I, I know that you are, like, an expert in this, and I really, really want you to give, like, just a basic definition of feminism so that people kind of understand what that is and what it isn't. And so if we just start with what it is, what is feminism? Well, I'm, I'm glad that you opened with your story because a lot of times um, this is the conversation that happens the first day of classes in our Intro to Women's Studies class. It also mm-hmm. happens, like, for instance, today when I was doing tabling, uh, this comes up. Uh, but you're, you're right on. It's that, that personal story that sometimes people really connect with. But to give a basic definition, and I do mean basic because that's how I look at feminism. That's how I feel I was raised. I don't know if my family would identify as feminist, but I do obviously identify as a feminist. Basically, it's the social, political, and economic equality of women, and I have added men. Because just as we're talking about women and equality, there are certain um, social, political, and economic issues that men face that also need to be viewed as an equal opportunity. Right. Right. I do think it's very basic, but what happens is usually it doesn't sit well with uh, folks with that definition because they say, well, but what about X, Y, and Z? And you say, okay, that's a form of feminism, and then you can start dissecting it and getting into more detail. And then it still may not resonate until probably, in, in particular in the classroom setting, about the last day of class. Right. And it resonates. <laughs> exactly. Because you've had those lived experiences and you're you're hearing other people's, um, you know, as Shelby, our, one of our guest speakers uh, for our conference, Shelby Knox, you know, says, it's feeling your pain hearing their uh, story in yourself and recognizing that you're not alone, but there's something going on in the in the society that's telling you that you're wrong. And that could be men, that could be women, that could be, you know, there's, multiple gender discussions we can have on that. But, you know, when you start looking at the basics, you've got to start somewhere. 
Right. And now you can correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, you know, when I and, – and let me say, because I, I skipped over basically who you are and what you do. I'm just jumping <laughs> right into this because I'm so concerned about this topic. Um, okay. Tell me just for a second before I ask you – or before I just ask for clarification on this. Tell me, you know, it, what do you do – you're in the Women's Studies Department. That's how you became one of my mentors. And so I just want you to tell the listeners exactly what you do there and also talk a little bit about your art because – that's another thing that I want to have you on for another show because I'm so intrigued by it. And we can always post images when we do that show of your art on our Facebook page. And, and by the way, listeners out there, remember, we have a Facebook page. Look us up, Girl Power Half Hour on Facebook. But Trisha, tell everyone what it is that you do. Okay, sure. I'm the unit coordinator for the Women's Studies program. And my background is in fine art. That's what brought me to tech. I graduated, graduated here from the fine art department and specifically photography. I'm originally from Texas, uh, Central and South Texas, and I arrived in in Lubbock to finish my uh, schooling, if you will, and I stayed. And uh, how I ended up in women's studies, it's it's always kind of odd. Somebody always asks me, well, how did you get where you are? And, you know, that's really a good question for students as well who are wanting to find jobs after they receive their degrees. So mine is a Master of Fine Art, and I'm a unit coordinator for women's studies. So here's how it happened. I coordinated a, an exhibition that was controversial, and at the time I was a visiting professor in the School of Art, and that um, kind of raised some eyebrows, this controversial show, and so the administration were looking at me and saying, well, we're about to have a new director coming in of the School of Art, we're about to have a new dean coming to the College of Visual Performing Arts, and this is going to be their first show. I'm not sure what they're going to think, or we should maybe think about some educational components to help our audience understand a little bit more about uh, GLBT type of art. And that was what, what the controversy was, is that it was called EK, Queer Art Made in Texas. And so through that exhibit and that experience, we created a panel called Taking Risk in Academe. And one thing that you may not be surprised, or maybe you would be surprised, is that on that panel was also a number of different faculty, different uh, uh, upper administrative people in different departments, and one of them happened to be the Women's Studies Director at the Mm -hmm. time. And so that panel led me to then have a conversation to say, I'm teaching, I'm teaching visual culture over in the art department. I'd love to teach a feminist visual culture course. And that's how we met, and that's why we met was because of that show, and we had to have an educational component with that exhibit. So the full-time position that I'm in now did come available uh, while I was working uh, part-time teaching, and I thought, well, my background in coordinating from the Buddy Holly Center is something that I knew and that I really enjoyed, so I decided I needed to um, look at this full-time position as a coordinator again. And so I'm still, you know, what happens is is that actually by teaching or being a coordinator in the program, it has been feeding my artwork still today. So I still make artwork and I still do inner shows and, and, and coordinate shows and exhibits like I had back in uh, 2007. Yeah. Which is why you're one of my mentors is because you do both of those things, and I love both of those things things. so very much. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, okay, so thank you for giving us that intro and uh, sharing that story, and now I'll get back to the clarification. I'm sorry I skipped right over that. That was kind of important. Um, So basically what I need to clarify here, because I want to make sure that I I know this, or at least I'm seeing this right, because I've explained this to a person before, and I just want to make sure I'm saying it right. You know, um, when we talk about, 
like diversity and multicultural stuff, and and I put feminism, you know, in that. And and Dr. Aretha Marbley, who I'm hoping to have on the show in a, in a few at a future date, um, and I know that you know her well, um, who's in the counselor education department at Texas Tech University, and also is on faculty in terms of a affiliated faculty with uh, the women's studies department. Um, she has talked has talked to us quite a bit about the idea of feminism being, or at least in this theory, being that you're seeing the world through someone else's eyes. Like it's it's looking through the lens of someone else rather than just yourself and trying to see someone else's perspective or someone else's experience. Is that correct? Yes, and that's kind of my question I always ask, and I'm still asking to this day, how do you then know once you've witnessed this story or this uh, personal experience, how do you know to equate it to yourself? Do you have to have that experience? So I always ask, how do you know when you want to advocate for something or someone, and how do you know you want to act on it, so activism, following that? And I don't know that I have an answer, but I'm not really sure. Um, you know, I've answered it in multiple ways. Yes, I may be in a situation where I feel uh, discriminated against, so therefore maybe I can equate a little bit. But I will never really know as a white woman what it is to be a black woman, a brown woman. You know, we could keep going. And so I will never know what it's like to be male in a position, uh, say, a nursing job that is thought of as a pink-collar job and or uh, a father who wants to take maternity leave and may not be feeling like he can in his environment. So there is a there is those moments of, of our personal stories, and, and it works into theory as well. The thought and the theory come together, in, in my opinion. And I think that it's, it's hard sometimes, and I don't know that we ever have a, a full answer until maybe we're in an event in an, an incident that leads us to realize, oh, that's kind of that's kind of sexist, or you know what, that's kind of racist. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Right. And and you know, it's interesting that you bring up because again, I when I hear people, you know, have a, a, a misconception, I guess, of feminism, it's typically because they assume that the word feminism means that you want women to be on top, you want women to be above men, you're bashing men, you hate men. And the interesting thing about that is that every class I took in women's studies and everything that I continue to read with regard to feminism actually is educating me on how social constructs that are sexist affect men as well as women, how negatively they affect men and how negatively they affect women and how we need to look at both of those issues and both of those sides because Feminism is about equality for both sexes and not about, you know, it's not about superiority. It's about equality. Yeah, it's definitely not a divide and conquer. And that's how I usually put it, you know. Um, An example could be um, the topic of, uh, let's say, violence against women and specifically sexual assault and rape. So when that's discussed on this campus, nine times out of ten what you're going to find in any educational or preventive program is telling young women what not to do, you right. you know, fitting into those stereotypes. But no one is saying, how do you young men think of this? Doesn't that make you think that all women think you're just running around crazy like you can't control yourselves? I mean, that's, right. that's what that's saying. If you're not looking right. at it that way, it's not the full picture. And I think right. that that's a one way to explain that feminism is through the lens of equality uh, for both men and women, and in particular in the example I'm giving you is um, that's where, you know, the whole conversation of rape culture, and, and if anyone wants to look into it that further, 
definitely look at Twitter and the hashtag rape culture because that's a constant discussion that's happening on Twitter within the Twitterverse of uh, various feminists as well. And I'm glad that you brought that up too because the idea of rape culture, and I've brought that up before, and, and in those conversations as well, I've had people say, oh, yeah, all you feminists think all of us men are rapists. And that's not right. what that means. Like when you're talking about rape culture, what you're saying is no. That social construct, the idea that women need to figure out how to not get raped, mm-hmm. is that particular mm-hmm. construct is telling the world that all you men are rapists. And exactly. that women yeah. that women need to protect themselves from all men at all times so that they don't get right. raped. And so, no, it's mm-hmm. not women saying that. It's not feminists saying that. In fact, feminists are trying to fix that so that, yeah. so that you're not exactly. viewed as rapists and so that you mm-hmm. can realize that that is what the society is doing to you and it's not what we're doing to you. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, feminists are getting getting the rap of what really social constructs are doing, Correct. Well, and I think it's also a convenience to yeah. um, let's let's say put something on a movement or a group of under yeah. individuals in order to get it off of you, you know, mm-hmm. or to deflect. And I think right. that that's, that at times is used as a, a, a tool or manipulative type tool. So I think that you know that's what I think that uh, media possibly lives for is to have two women who identify as feminists on a split screen on the television, which is so. Exactly against what feminism is about. And, yes, we all can have these conversations and we can disagree based on our own personal experiences, but once we realize that through our feminist lens, we're actually being very cognitive of the, of the idea that we're not, we're not anybody else, we're ourselves. So how can we speak? How can we make laws that affect other people's bodies in particular, uh, such as women, that right. d- may not affect yourself? It may not even right. enter your home. It may not even be behind your closed doors. And so I think that with our feminist lens, we can't ever turn that off. Right. And, you know, you you actually shared a, a video um, earlier, and it was a – you're going to need – I want you to tell the listeners what documentary it's from, but um, it was a okay. feminism survey, and it was men on the street. And, and we're going to post that on our Facebook page again. It's Girl Power Half Hour. You can look us up on Facebook. Um, we'll post this for you, but – it was interesting because it was giving some of these misconceptions about feminism, and it's the kind of stuff that you and I and, and Annette as well, we've talked about it before, that we hear all the time when, when you're talking just to random people about feminism. And it would be interesting, I think, to have this conversation at Texas Tech on campus. I think it would be interesting to take a video camera and walk around campus and ask this question. Uh, but tell the listeners exactly where this is, what documentary this is from again. Uh, it's uh, called I Was a Teenage Feminist, and it was okay. by Trixie, Trixie Films. You can find them on Facebook as well as on Twitter, and you will eventually get to the original author. She is in the opening segment of this clip. Okay. And, um, you know, the interesting part is that you're listening to these people, and then they interview this one woman, and she knows pretty clearly. I think her definition of it was, I mean, you know, obviously just a basic fundamental definition of what feminist is, you know, just for women's rights, for for equality. And then Mm -hmm. when asked if she's a feminist, no, you know, and and I think you'll when you watch this video, listeners out there, you can have your own perception of it. I don't want to give you um, any idea of how to feel about it, but for me personally, it was as if maybe that answer would have been a little bit different if the situation would have been different, and had she not been standing there next to her husband, who clearly was against feminism for whatever reason. But it was interesting yeah. to me because I cannot tell you how many times I have had women 
not necessarily infuriated with me, but I've had a few be infuriated with me and, and call me a feminazi. But I've had women also just immediately assume that because I've done anything in women's studies or because I consider myself a feminist, um, yeah. you know, that, that I mean, I am a male basher, that I don't, that I am <laughs> automatically, even though I don't affiliate myself as a religious person, those friends of mine that are religious automatically assume that I'm against their particular religion because exactly, of my, yeah. You know, it's just interesting because it's not just men that feel this way. It's women, too. Mm-hmm. It's a very, you know, misconceived um, term, and it's it's strange to me how even how even women perceive it. And so can you talk about that just a minute? Yeah, sure. And in the, uh, the clip that you have linked there, um, she does say this, and then I think what happens is you watch her really realizing what she's saying, but she mm-hmm. doesn't want to go yes. back on it because she just said it. And it's right. awkward, too, maybe, in, and you'll see that uh, the author of the film says, you know, I purposely asked my male friend to ask these on-the-street questions. I didn't right. do it. I acted as his assistant, which is, again, back to a stereotype. Um, I think sure. what happens, and I noticed it I noticed it at tabling events, I noticed it at many events that we put on, and even just talking to students during advising, uh, when they've actually had their aha moment and they realize they want to do women's studies as a minor, but they don't know what to do. They don't know, you know, there's those moments of, I don't really feel comfortable talking to my friends about this, even saying the word women's studies, they just don't understand. Well, I think in my experience what happens is, and I'll use myself, I'll use I language here, it's like there are times I know that I really don't want to have a complete conversation, and so I don't ask the question, well, what do you mean by that? Because then that means we're having, you know, now instead of a 20-minute conversation, we're having an hour conversation. And when someone says, you know, the the soundbite of, well, you must hate all men, or, you know, we can keep going on all the stereotypes, instead of saying that person asking me, well, what do you mean by women's studies? What does that really mean? Which I get that at at our tabling event. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what the first question they ask me. And I'm really glad for that because that shows me that they're open to communication. Exactly. when someone you know, might say, well, you know, all you are are hairy and, you know, lesbians. It's like, okay, wait a minute, where would you get that? <laughs> I yeah. know where you got it, but where do you believe it? And and right. how did you come to believe it? So it's almost my responsibility as a feminist to ask more questions so that I can then get on the same page or at least they might see me for, you know, I guess who I am or who I was uh, the first five minutes we were talking before I said I was a feminist, you know what I mean? It's like, let's get back to where we were, but we're going to have this little bump in the road and I'm going to have to educate you a little bit, but it's not because I'm being a snot or, you know, I'm not being snobby here. It's just I think we need to be on the same page so we can keep our conversation going. Sure, exactly. So I think that's what I face. And even when I say I'm the unit coordinator of women's studies, I'm taking a risk and whoever's in the room, you know, someone Mm -hmm. could, could, could turn around and leave because they right. just assume who I am. But the other thing is that I'm also white, female, and right. I think that there's a recognition that I need to be facing, and that's of white privilege. So right. there's a number of ways we can talk about the intersection of feminism, which might be for a future show, because that's um, one of the things that really needs to be discussed is the intersection within feminism for, I think, and it to be really understood. 
Yeah, and discuss that for me because I know that right now there's a hot topic on Twitter, correct? And it's that um, solidarity, is for, solidarity is for white women, and then you've got this intersectionality is for Twitter um, article that I yeah. read as well. I, I, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Talk a little bit about that. We have um, just a couple more minutes here to really kind of okay. wrap up your talk, and so let's let's do that. Let's open that up, and then we can have you on for another show to talk more about that. Okay, great. Well, I'll make it quick, even though it is such an um, important oh, yeah. topic. Um, the hashtag is Solidarity is for White Women, and that's through Twitter. And you can look at Huffington Post has an article uh, most recently. But basically, Mickey Kendall is the individual that started uh, this hashtag, and it was in response to a male feminist who went on a rant, and his name is Hugo Schweizer. And so he stated on Twitter that he had been particularly awful to women of color, um, a social media firestorm basically came together in which women of color questioned the inclusivity in mainstream feminism of women of color, which is a topic that's been going on, and I'll use another documentary as an example that we have here in our office. It's called Sisters of 77, and that's where the term women of color first originated because as President Carter initiated all his funding to have this major conference in Houston, they were talking and saying, okay, we're going to pass this proclamation. Is everyone accounted? And women of color started saying, wait a minute. Um, your laws that you're looking at or these things that are happening in my family are not the same as in your family. So right. I just, you know, probably try to end it on this, that there is so much more to talk about. Uh, and solidarity is for white women is one stepping stone, I think, to talk about this intersection of what feminism is. Okay, and you know what I would love to do, because I know that is a huge topic, um, and I would love to have you on again for a future show where you can cover that for everyone. I just I wanted to open it up today and let everybody at least know that's going on. Could you give some people, I, I know that there's a couple of hashtags they can go to. Will you just repeat that for them so that they can look some of this stuff up and maybe be familiar with it? And then we can post information on our Facebook page as well. Again, that Facebook page or, or that Facebook page that you need to be looking up is Girl Power Half Hour. Um, and we can post some of this information as well and keep you guys updated and in the loop as to when Trisha Earl will be back on to discuss this topic. But can you give them those hashtags? Sure. It's uh, hashtag solidarity is for white women, and that's the number sign is what I'm calling the hashtag. Um, also, Ebony Magazine has a, a recent article. Um, you'll start to see what these are and what's saying, what they're being said, but there's a nice uh, combination of why they even exist. Uh, Huffington Post is another resource as well for the for the articles today. Okay, great. And what we can do is, like I said, we'll post some of this information on our Facebook page and and get that sent to you, and then we'll set up a time for you to for you to come back and discuss this topic. And I know Annette, you're still there, right? I am still here. Okay. <laughs> um, I wanted you to jump in really quickly and. Okay, good. I wanted you to jump in really quickly and have an opportunity just to kind of um, ha ask any questions or say anything you might want to add here to the show before we end. Well, you know, I, it, the, the whole part about the race culture is something that that fascinates me because I've, I've seen, um, you know, men on the street interviews about what is rape, giving people a certain scenario, and is this rape or not. And it is amazing to me how many people, when it's obvious to most people that it is rape, they're going, no, she was asking for it, or no, you know, she shouldn't have gotten drunk, or no, and it just blows my mind. So that is something that I would really like to talk about at a different time. Um, 
I, I've got granddaughters, you know, and I'm just thinking we have to educate these young women on, mm-hmm. you know, not only what they can do, but then we have to educate the young men on mm-hmm. what is proper and what's not and how everybody has feelings and we just have to take care of each other, male or female. And I think the feminist movement is all about that, is taking mm-hmm. care of one another, for me anyway. And I would consider myself a feminist um, because I do believe in equality for everyone. And uh, this is just a platform to use in order to do that. Right. And, you know, Annette, and I'm going to jump in in these, this last um little over a minute here that we have here and say we had had a conversation yesterday when we were talking about this topic and I had said, you know, there are a lot of men out there that don't realize that they can be feminists as well. And um and it's true, you know, you have feminist authors and feminist professors and um plenty of professionals out there that are men that consider themselves to be feminists either because that's where they write from, that's where they teach from, that's their um that's their belief system is that they believe in equality for all sexes and really it's interesting to me how many men don't realize that they can be a feminist because they don't understand the term itself and because they feel like since they're not a woman, they can't do that. But in actuality, if you're a man and you're saying, I'm not a feminist, then basically all you're saying is, I don't believe in equality. I don't believe in equality for both sexes. And if I, if I have a daughter or a sister or a mother, I don't want her to have the same rights as I do. And so it's interesting to me that the, the, there's a misconception of the term. Absolutely. Um, and that's why yeah. I thought this was so important, too, you know, is, is what really is it? And it's none of those things that we're hearing. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, again, and, and Tricia, I want to thank you for being on. And, you know, it just really honored me that you were able to do this so quickly and that you were willing to do it at all. And I just can't wait to have you on again. We'll discuss um, these really important topics that I know we just basically brushed the surface on today. And, and again, I think Annette brought up another great topic in the future that we can discuss, and that is the rape culture and how that's affecting us. And uh, we can look at that more in depth. But I want to thank everyone for listening, and I also want to point you again to our Facebook page, Girl Power Half Hour. Tune in tomorrow for Wellness Wednesday, and thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you.